Kaka. So today is the first day, the first night of this retreat. And we've had a large group of lay people traveling from far away, from Singapore, Malaysia, and some people in Thailand, are coming here together to practice the Dhamma. And there are also those who are joining us online as well from their homes. So we've um, not had an in-person retreat here at this monastery uh, for a number of years now uh, due to the changes that have happened in the world, which we're all very well aware of. The sickness, this pandemic that's been spreading about but today, we've all come here and through this sincerity in our hearts to be here that all of you have had to give many things in order to be able to come here. You've given your time, you've given your wealth as well. And also there's adjustments that you need to take with the body to adjust to the new time and also the new conditions here. But you will have that sincerity. And there are some people who really wanted to come, but due to illnesses, for example, they weren't able to come. And so you can see that this is something which is obstructing their path. But for all of you, you've been able to come here. And there are also those who are joining us at home online. So this is a really good opportunity that we have. So we should all set our hearts on this from today until the last day of the retreat. And we've come to practice in this retreat, in this Kamatana session. So when we're on retreat, what we do is we enter into the practice of bringing firmness and stability to our hearts. And why is it that our minds need a firm foundation? We can ask ourselves, do they have this foundation? Do they have firmness? And if they do, to what degree is that firmness? And normally, how much of it do we have? When we receive any sensory experiences, um, then normally the mind goes off into liking sometimes disliking at other times towards that, and it just goes after all of these sense experiences that come into the heart. But the reason that we're able to live still, to stay on in this world, is due to the nature of change, to arising, lasting, and ceasing. Because if we have an emotion, such as feeling sad or upset, well, that doesn't last forever. And if it did, if those kinds of emotions did just stay with us forever, then our bodies wouldn't be able to take it. They just couldn't survive. But this is also true for liking as well, and for happiness. <clears throat> and when we gain the things that we like, these emotions that we like, um, that's still difficult for us because we want to just have more and more of them but their nature is to come up, to stay for just a short while, and then to go. 
So we're able to stay on, to survive, due to this nature of change. We also need to rest our bodies just enough so that they have energy to be able to to struggle and to fight with the things that we have to do, the work, and uh, what we need to do in order to be able to live our lives. But when we come on retreat like this, then we have more time to be able to train our minds more so that we can get to know and understand the teachings of the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. And for those who have wisdom, whose minds are firmly set, then they can understand these teachings without difficulty. Because the Dhamma of the Buddha, the Buddha said that this is something which is open and revealed already. This is something which is always here already, whether or not an awakened Buddha arises in this world. The state of arising, persisting and ceasing is always revealed. But it's just that we don't see that. We read the scriptures and we find out that uh, form and feeling, perception, mental formation, sense consciousness, these things are inconstant and changing. They're suffering. They're not a self. And the reason that we have the suffering is because the mind, through its delusion, attaches to physical and mental things as being a self, and so suffering comes up. But whenever it is that we don't attach to a sense of self, then suffering doesn't come up. So we suffer due to our attachments. And that's also true for the things that we like, that if there's liking, then there's suffering within that as well because we worry about those things without stop. So we come to practice in order to gain wisdom and a clear understanding into the nature of things, that they are this way. And we establish our mindfulness well through our meditation object, knowing the in-breath and the out-breath, bringing the mind to peace, to a state where both the body and the mind feel very light, And then the meditation word of Buddha that we recite just goes without our intending for that to happen. The breath becomes more and more refined until it feels like it's not there at all. But we still have mindfulness, we're still aware. And what comes up here is a happiness of another kind. It's the happiness that arises from peace. It's not like the liking that we have towards uh, the things that we see and hear and taste and smell and touch and cognize. Uh, But because those kinds of happiness, the ones that come from feeling, they have the causes for suffering within them. But this is the happiness from samadhi. When the mind is in samadhi, then there's a peace there. And the happiness that it feels is deeper, it's much more happy. And the sense impressions that enter into our hearts through the eyes and the ears, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind, the things that before 
would have shaken us very easily. Well, now they don't shake us. Now we can feel at ease and still. The things that we experience that before would make us angry, now we don't get angry about them. The things that before made us greedy and full of aversion or deluded, well, we don't feel greedy, averse or deluded towards them now. And why is that? It's because the mind has this stability through training in meditation. And so this practice of kamatana, of keeping our minds with the meditation subject, this is very meritorious. It brings great benefit. So there's the merit that comes from generosity and from virtue, taking the precepts, just like we've done now, these five precepts or the eight precepts. And also when we're on retreat, we try to speak very little, try to speak as little as possible so that we can maintain our mindfulness and stay reciting internally these words of Buddha or Dhamma or Sangha, or use that opportunity to be very aware of our own minds. Because we're intent on coming here already, practicing for these seven days. And there are also those who are practicing um, at home as well, joining us from their homes. So this is also for the monks as well, that we should try to speak very little and be a good example for the lay people who have come here to practice. And turning up to the morning chanting before 5am, if we don't arrive on time, then should sit outside. Because the people who have come here to meditate, many of them may be in states of samadhi, and if there are sounds that uh, disturb them, then that uh, samadhi can go. So we need to try, all of us, to be restrained and cautious to the best of our ability. And this has a lot of benefit. It gives us happiness. It gives us a mind which isn't shaken by the things it experiences. A mind that is far from the hindrances of uh, desiring sensual pleasure, aversion, ill will, of being restless or scattered, of having doubts, and of being drowsy. It becomes far from these things. And when it gains distance from these nivaranas, then it's able to see the truth due to the presence of samadhi. And we can understand and contemplate um, anicca, dukkha, anatta, this inconstancy and stress and not self. These are the subjects which gives rise to wisdom. So therefore, may all of us train in this way. If while we're sitting in meditation we feel painful or achy, then we can get up and do walking meditation, but do that with mindfulness. And also when we're going about our duties through the day, you need to have a lot of mindfulness with that, being collected, restrained, having this intention to uh, be on this retreat uh, so that our minds can come into peace. And it's not sure as well. Maybe after three days you'll experience peace. Maybe listen to the Dhamma through contemplating the Dhamma. You'll understand the Dhamma. Because 
what's supporting us and this foundation that we have that's complete already. So may all of you set your hearts well on this and on practicing like this each day. And if you carry on doing that, then in the end you will see the Dhamma in this life. So in practicing like this, this is a great way, a very high way of building Bharami. That we've um, given so much, given our energy, given our time to be here. And also for the monks here as well, and all of those who have helped to organize this retreat. I give my Anumodhana, I rejoice in the goodness of your actions. And for the monastic Sangha here who have worked to, uh, to welcome and to receive the lay practitioners who have come, Anumodhana, in all of this goodness. So may all of you really set your hearts on this practice to give rise to coolness and peace within your hearts. And may you come to know and see the Dhamma.